You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. my soul motivators welcome to another exciting episode of the morning coffee with yours truly the motivated jazzy g here on power me up radio talk 24 7 the station with heart on iheart yes ladies and gentlemen my soul motivators today is motivational monday that's right motivational monday <laughs> so beloved I want to do something very special today, and I'm going to do something very special today. I know it's going to touch a lot of you, and uh, I, I just have to do this, and I'm going to explain to you why. As you all know, I lost my, my dear, dear, better half, my wife, Debbie Allen Rainey. I lost her to metastatic breast cancer uh, on September 3rd of 2021, and uh, her birthday is tomorrow, matter of fact. And uh, I want to celebrate my wife's life all week long. I'm going to start out with this excerpt of when she was co-hosting on season one on the morning coffee with yours truly, the motivated Jazzy D, her husband of 30 years. And we've been together 33 years. We've known each other 34 years, but we've been together 33 years and we've been married 30 years. Four children, two grandchildren. I miss her dearly, but again, I want you to listen to this and, and hear it and really understand where we're coming from when I play this because she's like, again, she's the strongest person I know and she's going to explain that to you. So she's going to drop some gems on you. Okay. So if you going through something, if you going through something, listen carefully. Okay. All right. So without further ado, here it is. My wife, my better half. Miss Debbie Allen Ring. How you doing, babe? Hi, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm just glad to have you on the show with me in the morning coffee. Uh, my, as you know, I call my listeners my soul motivators because here on the morning coffee, uh, it's the new MIT motivation, inspiration, and transformation. This is a think tank. So uh, I have. I have my wife on here today to co-host with me because we were discussing some things um, over the weekend and, and a few days ago. And she was, uh, my wife does a lot of meditation. She does a lot of meditation and prayer. And as you know, at the end of the show, I do the, uh, the, uh, the uh, prayer from the Unity Church. And I got that from my wife. So subject today is actually how do you uh, identify your faith and, and, and uh, allow your faith to lead you. So, babe, you want to talk about some things today? The, the floor is yours. Okay, well, um, I come from a praying mother and father. So, um, I was always taught that you have to rely on your faith you know, you have to pray and entrust God to open the doors that need to be open to get to where you need to be. Um, 
I didn't realize as a young person that I would, at this stage in my life, have to rely this much <laughs> on my faith. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, back in 2013, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, um, had treatment, had radiation and chemotherapy. Um, it was good for almost six years and then it came back. But when it came back, kind of came back with a vengeance. So yes. when that happened, uh, that was when I really had to dig deep. But I kind of was fortunate in a sense where initially when I was diagnosed, the, the, the hardest thing for me wasn't even dealing with the diagnosis, but uh, telling my kids. Um, you know, I had right. the, the two, two of them were grown, but then the youngest two were still in high school. One was in her senior year of high school. And I thought about how this is just going to throw off her whole year. Senior year is supposed to be a great year, the best year of high school for kids so I put it off for a while and kept praying about it and asking God to uh, show me uh, to to give me the courage to tell her and show me how to tell them all excuse me in the best way to tell them so right um I would pray every day before I went to work and this particular morning I was I hadn't even prayed I was yet I was um, you know getting ready and I'm in the living room and I got this heard this voice it was like just a strong feeling and you know how you hear certain things in your mind I heard this voice in my mind and it said the voice said to me, tell them that I'm going to make you well. That's what you tell your kids when you tell them about this cancer. And I knew, and I had never had a moment like that before. I've always had, you know, most people say, you know, something told me to do this or something told me. Yeah, exactly. And 90% of the time, that's something telling you to do the right thing. And you wish you had done it because tell you to do it is the voice of God leading you and a lot of us don't know that or we know it but we kind of just take it for granted but this was like that but so much stronger and so much clearer where it wasn't just a something told me it was I knew it was God and uh, I don't know if you remember but you were still in the shower and I came running to the bathroom and trying to tell you about it, but I was crying. And Yeah, and I remember. I remember <laughs> I, I fell to my knees and I just started just thanking God for just giving me that peace and letting me know, you know, what, what I needed to do and how I needed to do it. And that's exactly how I told them. And it wasn't easy for them, but we made it through and then I started flourishing and I uh, started working out. I uh, started taking classes at the gym. Um, but 
you know, after about almost six years, it, it came back. And this time I got yeah. quite a bit sicker. So, you know, every day is um, it's a journey. And every day, some days are bigger struggles than others. You know, it kind of left me um, with a little bit of a handicap, whereas I had uh, lymphedema in the arm. It took me a while to get diagnosed, to re get re-diagnosed. I saw my doctors, um, and they didn't know what to make of it. I had certain symptoms, but they weren't your normal symptoms where you just find the lump or anything like that. And um, so, in, in going through all of that, I had to really, really dig deep and rely on my faith. So I um, I just started learning different forms of prayer. I'm always, you know, I come from a mother that was always open to alternative prayer and alternative um, forms of uh, worshiping or, uh, you know, she, she's, she's just always been very open-minded. So I right. kind of went back to my unity roots. My mother had exposed me to it. My dad said that even my grandmother was a student of unity teachings. And unity teachings are more um, very faith-based and based on affirmations. And um, there's not as much uh, structure as a lot of the other forms of uh, worship as you would call it right. and I just religion. religion yeah I wouldn't even call it a religion <laughs> yeah. they don't really I mean it is part of yeah, the faith but right. it's, it's just not structured the same way it's very very different and you know my mother taught us how to say affirmations when we were kids when we didn't even know what they really meant and I remember there, right. you know, every night we would pray together and we would say certain affirmations. And I remember when we started um, attending a unity uh, church in, uh, in the city, in Manhattan. And um, uh, I'm trying to remember what the name of uh, one of the larger facilities in the city and um, we would do these affirmations. And I watched certain things in our lives and watched them manifest into yes. um, mm -hmm. more abundance. And I, right. I don't think I was more than maybe, and not maybe nine or ten, but I would see these things. I was like, wow, is this from just us saying these affirmations? And that's what I try to instill in my children and um, right. well, our children. And I'm really sure. <laughs> correct. I was talking to you. Just like a mother, take all the credit. <laughs> so I, um, I just, you know, every day is, is a different, it's a different day. Some days are easier than others. But, you know, I always come back to having to rely on God, I realize that I have to be open when I pray. It's 
sometimes it's not always about acting like everything is okay, which is what I did a lot. Because I felt like to rely on my faith meant that I have to, if I'm full of faith, I have to speak it into existence. But some days you're just not okay with your circumstances, and that's okay too. And I just feel like our Creator understands that. And then I go back to affirming, and I just make up little sayings. I am healthy, whole, well, and healed. I'll say that over and over again. I remember when I was in the hospital the last time, and that was just a whirlwind because they kept finding all these little things. Yeah. And I remember one day they came in and they said that they found uh, cancer in my spine and that I had to wear this brace anytime I was out of bed. And they were coming to fit me for this brace. And that was after they told me they'd have to put a metal rod in my leg, which they did. They had already done that. And it was just one thing after another. Every time they rolled me in for another MRI, they came back telling me about something else. Yeah, that was a... I don't mean to interrupt you, but that was such a bugged out day. I mean, they just kept coming. Each time they took like an x-ray of you or MRI of you, it's like was one thing after another and it was like wow that was like the, really testing our faith right there well, the, really. the, the thing was with that is even with that the reason why I ended up in the hospital because if you remember we thought it was just one area and right. they um, I went in for an outpatient procedure and in going in for the outpatient procedure to uh, put the port in so I could start what I call HELO. It's, it's, you know, right. it's chemo, but I call it HELO because HELO, right. I always look at it as an instrument of healing. Um, they punctured my lung in putting in the port. Right. And I came home and I wasn't feeling well. I was in a lot of pain. And when I called the doctor, he said to go to the emergency room. So I initially went in just because of that pain and it turned out in hospitalizing me because of the uh, punctured lung punctured lung right that now they're gonna just run a few tests and they found all this other stuff so um, that particular day I remember after and they sent a little uh, young woman a, a physician's assistant they didn't even send a doctor and I would ask questions and she wasn't giving me straight answers. She didn't know. And she was so young, bless her heart. And I said to her, I said, well, I need to speak to the doctor. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to relay the questions to the doctor and he'll come and speak to you. And I remember I was just so overwhelmed. I was by myself at the time. I didn't even want to call anybody. I was just so tired of calling with not so great news or bad news, negative news or just right. another dilemma. And I just pulled out my phone and I just kept typing, I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. Over and over and over and over again until I felt some peace. So I've had to kind of come up with my own methods of uh, dealing with this part of my life. And I just try to apply it in all areas of my life. I, you know, it's harder now for me to get around because I have this rod in my leg. 
So right. I always joke and say I'm like Quasimodo. I lost, <laughs> <laughs> I lost a lot of the use of my left arm, and um, and it's still partially dislocated because of the lymphedema. The the swelling was so heavy that it partially dislocated from the shoulder, which is where they found the cancer had come back. The cancer, exactly. Yeah. So. It, it's 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 been an uphill battle, but um, you know, once I started treatment, the first scan that they gave me after the treatment, the the skin came back clean, and I was so overjoyed. Even the doctor was shocked. He was so yeah, I remember. He, yeah. he was just so enthusiastic. He's elated, yeah. And he didn't even wait for me to get in the room. He found me in the hall as the nurse was walking me to the examination room. And showed me the results, and I'm trying to read them, but it's got all this medical jargon. I didn't understand it. So, so he said, it's saying your scans are clean. There's no cancer. It didn't detect any cancer at all. So that was reason to celebrate. And then he had tickets for um, a Broadway play. This was in 2019. 19. And, um, he had given me right the tickets, so we went out that night. Ironically, the tickets were for the same night, and we went out that night and we celebrated. We went to play to a play. We had dinner, and I was doing well. The scans kept coming back clean, and then the pandemic hit. And I don't know whether it was just my mental state. I don't know what it was, but this pandemic just. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what went what went awry, but then you know they found um, a couple of spots. Nothing alarming because they caught it early because they've been watching me closely. So, and that's been a blessing, you know. Yeah, because they are monitoring me closely. Yeah. So I just you know with metastatic breast cancer, which is cancer that has uh, breast cancer that has spread to other areas or and. Uh, one other area or many, depending. Um, fortunate where it's not in any of my organs or anything like that. So, right. uh, I'm, I can't say I'm happy about the experience. I've, I've learned a lot from it. I wouldn't trade that surreal moment that I had when God spoke to me the way God spoke to me. I wouldn't trade that for anything. Um, if I could go back and, and if someone was to say, yo, would you rather never have had uh, this, you know, diagnosis? And I would have to say, I, I would never say that. I wish it had never happened because I felt like in that moment, you know, I, we're always taught that God loves us. Right. And we know there are billions of people in the world. And I always felt like, if God loved me so much, because we're supposed to have faith, we're not supposed to need reassurance from God. We're supposed to automatically have this faith based on what He's already blessed us with. Um, right. You know, when you study Scripture, um, it teaches you that you know we have so many reasons to have faith. Yet God loved me or loves me enough. To take the time to reassure me that I'm going to be well. 
Right. Just so I could get up the courage to speak to my children to tell them about this diagnosis. And me, out of all the people in the world, he chose me to to give this message to just because he loves me and he wants me to be at ease. And right. that is the greatest gift I could have ever gotten. And just and, and I think about it and I try to when I when my faith wavers and it does. I'm not walking over here just floating on clouds. Right, exactly. You know, my faith does waver. But when it does, I try to go back to that moment and just try to feel this get back those feelings and try to relive it to remind me that God loves me and that God is taking care of me and I've always been a, an anxious person always <laughs> <laughs> worried about it boy do I know yes you do know <laughs> and you know I just come from that anxiety level of anxiety where I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop and I've had to really really work on that because I don't want any more shoes dropping. It's enough with the shoes. Right. I've, I've had it. Enough with the shoes. You know, I, I'm, you know. I'd rather go barefoot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm learning and I'm just learning how to, um, the, the different forms of meditation. I follow um, someone, his name is Panash Desai, and he wrote a book uh -huh. called uh, I Am Enough. And I think I saw him on Oprah's show where she interviewed right. him on her latest show. I forget the name of it now, but uh, where she sits down and just and she's outside and she's interviewing him. Right. Yeah. And I was so, Super Soul yes, Sunday. that's it. And I was so impressed with um, with what he spoke about I decided to buy his book and um, then he started these daily guided meditations and in these meditations you know you just you can join it's free you just join you log on and he does these beautiful guided meditations and they help you to just be at peace and he reminds you of in these meditations he's kind of teaching you on the way we need to live not the way we are living and how to value what's really important and not um, it's not all about uh, material things and you know the world's view of success that's not what's going to give you uh, Peace right. of mind. Well, it's not gonna. Oh, fulfill, oh, right. That's that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. And because of that, and I mean, we know that's true. We see plenty of yeah. folks in Hollywood or uh, just successful business people that are, you know, comfortable and superficially they look like they have you know everything in the world at their fingertips and yet they're miserable they're unhappy they miserable inside so mm -hmm. he teaches you an alternative way of thinking and 
um, when you mentioned in the opening of the uh, show, you mentioned a meditation that he that that I was telling you about in the other day, and he it was it was deep, and I almost didn't want to do it because of my diagnosis, but yeah. he had us in this meditation view. Uh, we're like an almost like an orb and we're looking down at our own funeral and he had us to uh imagine who would be at the funeral and even who wouldn't be at our funeral who wouldn't come and right imagine uh listening to him speak about about you know, about you and what you the difference that you made in their lives and in other words his his point was to live for today to enjoy every moment of every day that life isn't isn't right. going to wait for you to uh enjoy it so you have right. to find and and naturally enjoy it not superficially or, enjoy or artificially it, enjoy it as you know, by the world standards, but to really think about what you love and uh, and work toward the goals of, of making the world a better place because we all have a purpose. And, and when you fulfill your purpose, that's when you're really living. That's when you really yeah. enjoy life. And it was it was very deep, and and again, once he said something about you're watching your own funeral, I, I, I'm supposed to be in deep meditation, but wait a minute now, I don't want to do this. Well, well, you know, you you're a strong person. You want to, I always tell my listeners, you you're the strongest person I know, and uh, you know, but I want you to get more into this because it was so fascinating. Because actually. You know, I sat in a couple of, of those meditation sessions with you. And and I got to take a, a small commercial break, but I'll be right back after this small commercial break. And my wife, Debbie, she's going to tell you a little bit more about those meditations and what they've been doing for her and how we've been using it for the family. Call me a radio talk 24-7, the station with heart or I heart. It's the morning coffee with yours, truly the motivator, Jazzy G. I just wanted to play that first part of the excerpt that uh, my wife co-hosting with me in uh on t in 2021 on the morning coffee and just give you a tidbit of that as we celebrate her life here on the morning coffee and uh so tomorrow we're going to pay the the second half of it I wanted you to get some juice out of that, some nuggets out of that where you can understand really listen to her and what she's saying and what she's talking about when she's talking about faith and using your faith to overcome things that really uh, seem to be like this is this is it. But and how when you listen to God's word to you, you know, saying that's when you can really walk in your faith. So, beloved, this is what we're going to do right now. We're going to take our deep breaths. We're going to say our affirmation and uh, our protection prayer. And then part two, we're going to celebrate the life of Debbie Allen Rainey, my wife, my better half. So let's breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. <sighs> extend it, extend it, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. 
release. Extend, extend, extend it. One more time, beloved. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. That is your protection prayer affirmation for the day, beloveds. I will see you here tomorrow as we celebrate the life of Debbie Allen Rainey, my better half. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Y'all have a blessed, blessed, blessed Motivational Monday. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.